Andreas, you're in uh, Vienna, I suppose. Yes. Correct? Still. Okay. Well, today uh, we're talking about a guy you've talked about for years, the Unabomber, Theodore Kaczynski. Was I? Yeah, since the first time I knew you, I think you were talking about him. You were, you were impressed, impressed by him. No, I. I think so. It, it, it is. It is more the the text I think uh, he has written that is uh, quite impressive. The person I think is not that impressive. Not his living in the cabin. Yeah, this uh, this living this, off the land. Yeah, this is uh, this is quite nice. Uh, but uh, you know, the things he did, obviously. Um, yeah, that's a little bit weird. Well, the manifesto, when you read the manifesto, and we both reread it, I, I was not as impressed with it the first, at this time that I reread it. It had been years since I read it, but I, I, I thought some parts were, were, were interesting, his interpretations and descriptions of the situation, which still currently exists. Nothing in that manifesto seems like it's old. It actually feels like it's more and more true. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, but I think, though, if you were to if you were to re- write, write that manifesto today, he would need to include the post-industrial world, don't you? I mean, he's talking about factories and industry. Yeah, that's happening. But but the way people are living, they're not working in factories anymore. We have uh, people who are uh, internet people, virtual people, people who are you know, surrogate activities that he talks about, and we'll get into what that exactly is, but uh, the people are doing activities online now instead of uh, in, the, in, the, in the real world. Yeah, but which is probably even worse when it comes to the power process, uh, because, uh, you know, the power process, I think, uh, is related also to a little bit to, to physical work, even though it doesn't serve the purpose of feeding yourself directly. Um, so working, working online, probably, or working in more abstract office jobs, the, uh, uh, will result in a decrease of the power process, I would say. Right. I would agree with you that uh, it, it, in terms of work that gives you meaning in your life, mm-hmm. virtual work virtual work is probably the most removed from actual meaning because it's totally unnecessary. Yeah. You're not even in the real world anymore. You're doing stuff virtually. It's completely fake. Yeah. So people are living in a fake world. But but even even back then he already criticized that this this type of physical work they're doing to to uh, uh, get a salary uh, is already something unnatural uh, because yeah it's not the physical work you do like when you're a hunter or gatherer or a farmer or a person that is active actively uh, working towards the goal of. Uh, getting food in your hand, not not on your bank account, and then buying food in the supermarket. Um, so I think it it just got worse, and it got it just became more true uh, um, in the last twenty five years. I think it was it was published in in the mid nineties, right? Yeah, nineteen ninety five. So so uh, you so you generally agree with this? You you would you would agree with his his description and his assessment of why people feel the way they do? And why there's this general feeling? Yeah, definitely. Of, uh, I, meaninglessness. I, I mean, I don't. I can only speak for myself, but I think um, that the words he's using um, basically describes what I felt. Um, and yeah, to to me, it makes a lot of sense. Um, 
the, the, the keywords, I know you, you like the, the leftism part very much in the, in the manifesto, but for me, the keywords uh, he used the, in, during the first quarter of the, of the manifesto, the over-socialization, the power process, the autonomy, uh, the surrogate activities, um, all of these things uh, to me make just complete sense. But that, I think, is the, the best realized part of the manifesto. Because the leftism part, I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I don't know why he focuses on leftism. The, the manifesto to me is a lot about leftism and about people who support minority politics and political correctness. And you know, all the Black Lives Matter people fit into this category. All these anarchists fit into this category. I mean, I, I, I feel into this category. You would describe yourself as a leftist? N no, but I... I'm... I mean... Uh, when it comes to his um, definition uh, that a person that is fighting for for somebody else that is from a completely different background or uh, has other uh, desires or uh, whatever, uh, yes, definitely. Um, I, I, I would consider myself, I mean, I'm a very conservative person in general, but I definitely have a lot of uh, uh, left views. But I think specifically he's talking about leftists as people who, and this is why I think he focuses on them, because they are people that are challenging the system, the industrial system. And they're people that are responding to the powerlessness with um, a political response. And he is, I think he's attacking them and going after them because he's saying their, their response is not serious enough, that they're not actually going to change the system, but they're only going to uh, reform the system but, and they will have changed nothing. Yeah. I think that's what why he focuses on them so much. Maybe he was more disappointed by, the, by, by these people uh, because they could not uh, uh, make a change happen because he was just surrounded by these people much more than uh, than people from different other classes because he, he was a very educated person. Well, he calls them, he calls them all, the leftists, all people of low self-esteem with depressive tendencies and a defeatist attitude that they've been defeated. And he, I mean, he, he, he basically says that these, these people, perhaps they're, he doesn't say really good things about them, but I think he would probably say that they are people that, uh, victims of the system that feel their, that feel their powerlessness and victimhood in a very emotional way and respond emotionally, but that they're, they're misguided. I think that he is encouraging them to join him, perhaps, or to become more radicalized, or to not want to reform the system but break it down. I mean, I think this was his uh, intention, actually. I think he wanted to to create a, a movement. He wanted to uh, to create a movement that actually could, uh, yeah, make the the system collapse, which he hated so much. I still hate so much but he's probably. but he's also he also makes some very interesting points is that he's um he's saying that the values that the leftists hold are actually values that the system holds and that he's that they're actually contributing to the over socialization that's already present in the system like here in this section number 29 he says and this applies to what's going on today Many leftists push for affirmative action, for moving black people into high prestige jobs, and, uh, for improved education in black schools, and for more money for such schools. The way of life of the black underclass they regard as a social disgrace. They want to integrate the black man into the system, make him a business executive, a lawyer, a scientist, just like upper middle class white people. 
the leftists will reply that the last thing they want is to make the black man into a copy of the white man. Instead, they want to preserve African-American culture. But what does this preservation of culture consist in? It can consist in nothing more than black-style uh, food, listening to black-style music, wearing black-style clothing, going to a black-style church or mosque. In other words, it can express itself only in superficial matters. In all essential respects, most leftists of the over-socialized type want to make the black man conform to white middle-class ideals. Basically, they want to take, they want everyone to just, um, when they talk about equal rights and all this equality, they're talking about making everyone into a middle-class white person. That's what they're talking about. And middle-class white people are exactly the powerless people that Kaczynski hates. So he's saying that the leftist project is just contributing it's, to, it's to the stability of the system. Um, yeah, but it, that, that's probably part of the over-socialization. Um, that, uh, I, don't, I don't know if this is something that is uh, done on, on purpose. So if there is some uh, very uh, intelligent people, uh, psychological experts that um, that try to uh, to make the, the system work like this uh, and uh, make people um, be over socialized so they function uh, in the system but maybe maybe uh, what the, yeah by, by trying to achieve that certain people become more and more similar even uh, by people that are actually criticizing the, uh, the system maybe that's that's all part of it. Well, look at look at the uh, look at who has come out in support of all of the leftists and anarchists and Black Lives Matter. The media basically supports them, which is very left. Hollywood supports them. All these corporations are coming out in support of these protests, ignoring the looting, ignoring the vandalism, ignoring the the violence. Um, yeah, but I, they are all coming out in support of it. So, who is this revolution against? If 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 Nike supports the revolution. I mean, and these people, Nike is enslaving children in Vietnamese sweatshops. I mean, all these people who are the, the head of the system are supporting the movement. Isn't this total over-socialization? And we're seeing it. We're seeing that the people who are the revolutionaries are being supported and funded by the, the system itself. It's crazy, isn't it? I mean, first of all, I think corporations are partly or mostly do it because uh, they know uh, these people are potential customers. Um, Hollywood people probably they still uh, uh, have find access when they see pictures like this that they actually were real people uh, in former times too and and uh, and feel bad when they see pictures like this um, and um, and yeah the, the the news they just use it because uh, they are controlled uh, by by someone probably anyway and uh, try to. To manipulate people uh, by showing these pictures you just have to i mean i you know i'm, I'm uh, when i want to get information uh, from america or about america i'm, I'm uh, reading cnn normally but i really i have to have to uh, go to fox news every once in a while because cnn yeah it is really uh, very manipulative uh, and uh, then you see the the other uh, very manipulative side and uh, it helps you to uh, see it in a more neutral way but it's uh, i i have the the feeling though that it's all part of a of a, a rigged game the revolutionaries are a part of the rigged game yeah, you, they don't have they don't really have any a platform they don't have any leadership they don't this is allowed to happen and while this is happening 
there there is a transfer of wealth going on. Um, the game the game is not being toppled. If if this is the moment with climate change, with uh, coronavirus, with uh, racism, if this is the moment of destabilization that Kaczynski is talking about, where the anarchists need to come out and all, the people who believe what he actually believes to support the system falling apart, I'm not sure this is the moment. Is it? But he's not talking about the moment. I mean, he said it could either go very fast or it takes decades. So maybe it's the begin the beginning of a, of a decade long change. And do you think this is true? I think it it, it was think... the coronavirus because it revealed so many things and because it it changed so many things for uh, a, a, a big portion of uh, a, a big percentage of of people, the poor people, which are unemployed now and don't have any perspectives. I think it changed a lot, and it it could change uh, a lot. Um, I don't know which direction it will go because at some point. Um, at some point, I'm sure that um, a lot of people that are um, standing shoulder to shoulder uh, uh, to the protests and, and, and the black people, at some point when uh, their things are in danger um, and their security and their property is in danger, then they will fight against them. Then they will be happy that, that they have a, a police uh, that will be very violent and aggressive and, and very powerful. I'm pretty sure. Um, it's, for me, it's very hard to say where all this goes to. It's starting. But in- his main, Kaczynski's main point, though, is that you need to get rid of the technology. You need to get rid of these. And he, and he, later in the manifesto, he makes a distinction in technology. He says there are technologies of small groups, and then there are uh, big organized technologies. I wish he would have gotten into that a lot more because I think that's a, that's a pretty important point in the manifesto. He he talks about like a refrigerator being something you can't make yourself. So when this all falls apart, people won't have refrigerated food anymore uh, because they can't build refrigerators themselves. You need a big organization and global trade to be able to put the parts together to make a refrigerator. So those will be gone. So that's uh, organized technology at a bigger scale. He's talking about like, you know, the simpler technologies. And I think he references like the fall of the Roman Empire. People didn't know how to build roads anymore. But they did know how to build water wheels in their little creeks and, and dam the dam the rivers and you know they could do stuff like that, and that's what he supports these uh, small group technologies. So um, what's interesting though is that at this moment nobody none of these leftist people are targeting technology um, or large scale organization as a as a cause of 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 these problems. They're not talking about destroying the system. Or, or are they talking about destroying the system in the sense that Kaczynski's talking about? I haven't heard that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I'm trying to find uh, something in the manifesto which I, which I wanted to read too. Anyway, maybe I, I find you know it what later. I, you know what I'm talking about. You, you know what I'm talking about that uh, that the, you know his 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 world that he that he's talking about is kind of this uh, primitive hunter gatherer society. He doesn't really talk exactly about what his vision is, you know. After the fall of the industrial society, what are we going to have? What's going to exist? Because you know? it's not predictable anyway. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he had a vision. I, maybe he was just so upset with the system that uh, he he wanted to to make a change with whatever means. I mean, 
it was just crazy. I think we know what I think. I think he was very upset with the system because, and he's he's mentioned it in interviews, is that he went on a walk one day on, through his favorite area, and some real estate developer had destroyed part of the forest, and so he it had ruined his walk, mm. and that made him angry, and so he started trying to destroy the tractors and the the the, the, the machinery late at night that they were using, and t- tried to stop them. And he realized that he couldn't stop all of this development and that it was ruining but his that was, hunting that and was gathering. Before he lived in the cabin? Personal. That was while he was living in the cabin. Okay, yeah. It but, happened but, but, in the early but, uh, happened in the when, early when he started to live in the cabin, he uh, long decided already uh, that that uh, he has to get rid of uh, or he wants he doesn't want to be a part of of this uh, system anymore. Um, well, I'm talking about his violent reaction yeah, to the system yeah. itself. That came that came out of personal experiences with the the developers and uh, things he saw being destroyed. The natural world that he was living in was being destroyed, and uh, so it was a very personal. I, you know, I know he couldn't put that into the manifesto, but that's a pretty important point. That this is a very personal response that he wants. To, this guy who has his walk uh, up into the up into the the valley or up into the mountains or wherever he was going. He was going to this nice area. He was doing it every year, every year, and then it was ruined. And uh, now he decides that he wants to destroy the entire Western uh, technological system. Yeah, but <laughs> he, he, he just did not have access to, uh, to a lot of data. He could not ask people what they are thinking about the, uh, the system. So all of his theories are basically on, on his very own thoughts. There's, I think he, he was not talking with other people what they, how they feel, right? No, I, I think his contact yeah, with others so it, is pretty limited. All this is a very um, personal opinion, what what he put down on paper. Right. One of the things, though, that I think is... Uh, and I, I, I'm i not sure I entirely agree with his description of how things are with surrogate activities and power and all of this. I, I think if he would have thought a little deeper and he would have gotten into the question of what things would look like if we don't have technology or people are able to stop using technology. That's the other question. Will people ever stop using it if you have it there? I think the only way people could stop it is if there is a prohibition against it. And in America, we do have a group of people who are already living without technology. Yeah, but what what type of technology are you talking about? Because what, what he says, it is impossible, because he's criticizing, of course, overpopulation too. So it is impossible uh, with uh, the the population of, of uh, the earth with almost 8 billion people at the moment, it, it is just impossible not to use technology to feed the people. Um, right. A lot of people, he even mentions it, a lot of people would have to die if, yeah. if they were going to go live the way uh, that he that he envisions. And, but uh, he doesn't get into real examples. There is an example of a people who are living the way I think he envisions. And they live here in America. They're called the Amish. Yeah. The Amish? The Amish don't use tech large large organized technologies yeah, but they, they don't use anything that requires they have a lot of land of, uh, you know for hundred for hundreds of years they have a lot of land uh the population is already so big uh it's not enough land for uh for all the people for the amish no in general you know the amish people because they moved from europe to to america probably i don't know uh one two hundred years ago and then the, <clears throat> then they had access to a lot of land which they own now or which they can use now and uh, yeah, other people cannot just say now, I, I, I want to grow my own food too. I want to start my own food production too, because they need land and there is no land well, uh, it might, for them. So it, it is, there, sorry? 
There's land. Uh, you have to you have to save your money and then go buy some land. Yeah, but and that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, but I mean, you, there isn't free land. One, you can't just go one, take the take one, the land away from the yeah. Indians anymore. Yeah, but you're you're one person. If if every uh, person from Dallas decides to decides to do this, and from Houston, and from from Austin, and from San Antonio, then it's going to be a problem, don't you think so? Oh, it will be. Yeah, it will see, be. That, that's why you. That's, that's why problem. you have to be the first. So you also you, have you to also get there need early. to feed the people that live in the city. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be mass starvation, and you're going to have to defend your land and defend yeah. it from uh, bandits. I, I mean, it's going to be awful if if if, if his collapse of the, <laughs> this technological collapse is going to be her- terrible. I mean, it's going to be an awful time. Yeah, but if, not, if he gets what he wants, not only uh, not only this would be a problem uh, that uh, yeah, people people need to be fed, but also uh, people actually lost their skills because they are so highly dependent on the social system. Or in the society uh, that they lost all these uh, important skills from the past, so this will cause a, a big problem too. Um, oh yeah, it, it's they're not, not prepared. It's for not it. going to happen no. anyway. I'm I'm sure the the Corona crisis, with all of its uh, consequences, is uh, not over yet for years. Um, I think we will have to deal with uh, uh, things we could not imagine in 2019 for a couple of years. Um, that involves. Uh, political things that uh, involves uh, health and uh, um, uh, migration and yeah we, we will see uh, things we, we could not imagine but I don't think that uh, it will and I don't want this actually I think technology um, is not necessarily something uh, bad it's just used mostly in a very bad way and I'm not only talking about uh, high technology like the internet. But I think I think he does have a point though about technology, which I wish he would have gotten into more, which is the technology which is bad. He's talking about technology which is uh, vast organizational technology, which requires lots of anonymous people. And all of the people have to do um, powerless uh, surrogate activity jobs within that uh, structure to maintain it. They're slaves, essentially, yeah. They're of a mechanism. Uh, but the technologies of like a, like a bow and an arrow to go hunting, those are obviously technologies which he appreciates and he really likes because they're technologies that are, that are directly used in activities of life and death and freedom. Yeah, but this could be even a, even a gun. And a gun has to be manufactured too, you know. There is technology that just makes sense. I think we we just crossed the line already a couple of maybe yeah a couple of decades ago uh, there was no need to go uh, beyond this line and now we are here stuck with the, I mean it, it opened a lot of doors I, I, I got to know people like you I can uh, talk now over the internet with you which is which is great but at the end of the day I think uh, it would have been better if we if we are still at the same uh, level of technology a couple of decades ago well, that's the other issue is that you, how do you convince people to give it up? Even with a revolution, won't people want it again? Even if, if it's out there, wouldn't some people have it and, and they would have power over the people that didn't have it? That was always part of the question I, of technology, which I, is I, that uh, it, enables, it enables people to amass more power and to enslave. I don't think, and, I don't think that many people, I mean, I, I don't believe in, in, the, in the possibility anyway that... Uh, uh, 
uh, Kaczynski's um, wish that that the thing will uh, the system will change or collapse will happen. I don't believe in it. Um, but why not? Because I don't. don't I don't. Be I don't believe that the people uh, w want actually a change. I think they are so over socialized already um, with with all of the things that that are provided that they don't want to go back very much. We will definitely have to uh, take a few steps back. Uh, so there there won't be much of traveling. There won't be much of uh, concerts and other mass gatherings. I think in the future. Um, uh, luxury items, I think, uh, where you fly uh, over the weekend uh, to to a city and then you uh, go uh, shopping and buy some uh, expensive uh, handbags and shoes and things like this. All this uh, will definitely as will see a decline, I'm sure. But at the end of the day, we still want our phone every year, probably, or also this probably will will change a little bit. So maybe they use it uh, one and a half years now. Um, but at, yeah, we we are used to this. I mean, I just I I have to look at only looking at at myself. <clears throat> My nephew recently bought a, a very cheap car for eight hundred eight hundred dollars. He's a car mechanic, and uh, I helped him fixing it, um, which is which is great because he could show me so many things with the car. Um, but he he bought a, a small uh, camper van, uh, a small van, which he which uh, we. Uh, convert into a, a camper van and uh, I was thinking about this idea already uh, quite often and you know it's very small you can basically put just a mattress inside and then you can sleep in there and of course you can yeah. you can have a lot of uh, storage compartments um, but I was all, always thinking I don't want to do this for two reasons uh, but uh, one reason is um, that it is difficult not to have uh, uh, access to water all the time I mean, I've I've been on sailing boats. I haven't taken showers for three weeks and and washed my body with salt water. So I'm used to things like this. But uh, yeah, I am I'm a spoiled person myself. <clears throat> even though <clears throat> even though I'm I'm such a, a minimalistic person. Uh, but and for for other people that that need to go shopping, I mean, look at the people in, during the Corona uh, uh, lockdown uh, when the the shops opened. The first thing they did they they were queuing up. Uh, uh, to uh, go to their uh, Saturday shopping places, it's it's horrible to see the people. People are brainwashed. Um, they they need all of these things which are useless, and uh, I don't think there is a, there's a possibility that most of them uh, will start to think and say no. Uh, let's make a change. Most most people want well, to. I, keep I it. don't. I don't think. I think very few people would accept what he's proposing, which is that you destroy the system, you renounce technology, and you go back to worrying about food, clothing, and shelter. And that is going to give you meaning in your life. He, he's discovered that that gives you meaning in your life because that's given meaning in his life. This is, a very, this is a very egocentric manifesto. He's basically saying, this is what I've discovered, and now I'm going to, now I'm going to tell everyone that they need to think this way, and then I, they need to be, come with me on this adventure of destruction to reveal human freedom again. Yeah. Um, I think one thing that's missing though, and he does, he never talks about it in the manifesto, and I think would give this all a much stronger sense, is the is the ethical component. There There's an ethical component which is very strong for him. He feels very strongly about these things, which is an ethical question. And whenever you talk about an ethical question, you, you, you need to, you need to, it, ethics has a place in, in religious feeling. And it has a place, um, 
in in divinity. It has a it has a metaphysical quality to it. He's a mathematician and a scientist, and he's trying to give a very scientific, psychological, sociological, theory based reason for why something should happen and why it's happening, and explaining it. And it fits together nicely as an equation, but the motivation, what gets what gets you moving is the religious thing. What brings you to these conclusions comes first. What, what's, what starts you on the path is a religious thing. It's an ethical thing. And I think that's what's missing in this manifesto. And I think that's the reason why a community like the Amish, for instance, is very strong because they have a, a, a prohibitions religiously against technology. They're protected because that's their identity as an Amish person. They won't use the big organizational technologies because it goes against their religion. This is the only way, I believe, to get people to do something like this. It's the only way. I don't know. I mean, I can only I can only uh, speak for myself too, like he did, um, and maybe uh, for my parents. So, for example, my parents have a have a beautiful uh, garden with a lot of vegetables, and they do this for their whole life already. And I think that this definitely gives them some uh, satisfaction, um, and it also gives them, um, yeah. This, this power process a little bit because it, it just makes sense to grow your own food, right? Um, I had the experience on the sailing boat when I was in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Um, this was a very, this was a very um, original experience, I think, uh, which is comparable to, uh, uh, to, the, to, the, uh, to people uh, many, many hundred years ago. And when I caught a fish, and because I knew, okay, uh, uh, we had te technical problems, okay, maybe at some point the, the, uh, the portions are getting even smaller than already and I was hungry every day. And when you catch a fish with your own hands, this is something uh, that it's just, you know, I, I, was, I was apologizing to the fish, um, but it made me happy in, in a way I haven't experienced uh, uh, Afterwards, I think it is a very authentic happiness that, that you feel uh, when you live a life uh, which which he dis uh, which he describes. I think it's it's very true what what he says. And oh, do, I agree. Do I know? Uh, I agree. Do I know that it, it's too late with eight eight billion people? Yes, uh, it's not going to be possible anymore. Uh, it, it's yeah. There's not a, there's not even enough yeah uh, wild animals that could feed us. No, yeah, no, it, it even, I mean, even the, even the Indians were not able to sustain their lifestyles as the, uh, the Westerners came yeah. in the 19th century. They were killing all the game. They were changing the landscapes. Um, it was insupportable, the hunter-gatherer way of life, essentially. It still can be lived up in, the, in Alaska. You could still survive that way. And people do. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I was always interested in Alaska. I was interested in these these this, this, these lifestyles, these pre-agricultural, non-technology lifestyles. Um, but even Kaczynski was finding that it was difficult to live in his Montana uh, cabin. The, the The developers were coming. The game was disappearing. Mm. He he was his gathering was not as good as it used to be. He was uh, so it yes, it's all regrettable. Um, and it, I think though. If he had been a little more specific, though, about the religious aspects of this stuff I, and the Amish who have been successful at it, I, I think that that's worthy of discussion. But also, I think giving regular people, these, these, these slaves, these people who don't feel good, 
um, some experience of this freedom that he talks about. And I think there's ways to do that. The, like The autonomy. Yeah, well, even taking them out for small, uh, small tastes of what this could be like. Like, uh, w when you put someone into a wild area, they give them the sense of the wild uh, nature, all of this. What's interesting for me is that a lot of people have a very religious response to the this thing. Like, you go look at the Grand Canyon. It's very hard to look at the Grand Canyon and not be overwhelmed by the size, the scope, the magnitude. I mean, it's just incredible. So to have experiences like that, um, for city people, I think is very powerful and could shake them and show them um, an alternative to the, their surrogate activities and their powerlessness. It's this feeling that you get from those wild experiences. It, it what, isn't, I mean, you've had them on the ocean and I've had them on bicycling trips. Yeah, but, um, but then again, I would say that uh, even uh, doing a sightseeing trip to the Grand Canyon for, uh, for a couple of days, um, it's, it's just another surrogate activity. Traveling is just another surrogate activity to, uh, to, to try to make yourself happier, don't you think so? so I agree, yeah, if, I agree. If, if, you, if you don't live in this close. environment, then it, it's, it's, it's fake. Yes, and if, if, if you have to rely on this, fake uh, in some if sense. You, you have to rely on this environment, then I think it's, it's, it becomes authentic and beautiful. Dangerous, of course, but uh, yeah. I, I agree, I agree, but uh, the, the existence of the wild, that there is a place where things are not manipulated by men and they're unsafe. Well, that's why Alaska was so interesting to me, is that people are dying all the time up there because it's wild mm. and uh, there's, no, there's no state to protect you. You can't call someone immediately and mm. have them help you. That is exciting. You feel necessary up there. Um, I would... I, can all people have this experience? I mean, they probably can't, but at least to have some taste of it to show that there's there's an alternative. And I, the system doesn't have to be destroyed, but people need some alternative. And I think that that, that experience of the wild, it points to something. Yes. And what it points to, what it points to is something outside the system. And something outside the system, um, that could be a place, but it could also be a, a, a way of feeling about life and one of the interesting things i think with a lot of these people who are feeling meaning meaningless and powerless is that they are not religious people religion and religious feeling is a, a meaningful way to live your life and kaczynski doesn't talk about that at all there's nothing about god there's nothing about religion in this manifesto um but the reason the reason the amish are so so successful as a people and non-technological is because of religion. I think if there was more religion, you would have less meaninglessness in people's lives. You know, all these leftists are atheists. There aren't, there aren't any Christian people out there looting, real Christian people or real, you know, they're not Buddhists out there looting. You know, <laughs> anyone who believes in God is not looting the local 7-Eleven. Uh, don't you think there's a place for religion in this? No, not at all. I, mean, I don't know much about the Amish people, but I don't think that they are successful and happy with their lifestyle because of religion, basically. Uh, I think religion is just another surrogate activity. Um, they, are, they are, I think, successful because they, they sustain themselves uh, uh, by, doing, uh, by farming. And so they are uh, self-responsible for, uh, for feeding them. And I think this, this is already a way... 
uh, that is healthy. It's, it's not the most authentic way. When I say authentic, it's probably uh, hunting and gathering. But uh, uh, farming is definitely, is definitely a way to achieve the, um, the power process. And that's actually what I am planning to do. Um, so I hope I can buy one of these cheap cars too uh, and, and fix it with my nephew. Then I, then I finally can look for a place in Spain because this is where I would like to do the, uh, uh, the uh, yeah, uh, 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 grow some, some vegetables and, and whatever is possible to grow there. And uh, this is hopefully the way where I find more happiness than, than in while living this life I'm, I'm living right now where I have access to technology all the time where I can travel where I see uh, beautiful uh, yeah things in the world it's you know doing sightseeing and and uh, traveling to beautiful places it just gives you a glimpse of nature um, nature I think is the whole experience which which is basically living uh, in it and uh, being dependent on nature whatever it provides i think this is a natural experience not not looking at the grand canyon i agree i agree but also i think it runs deeper than that and um one of the and i'm going to get back to religion in this because i don't think religion is a surrogate activity i think religion and the experience of nature are are together they're intertwined religion and I don't mean formalized Christianity or anything, but like take, for example, the Inuit hunters. The Inuit hunters would go hunting and they believed they were led by spirits to the animals. And the animals had spirits and there were all these things. It wasn't like they, were, they had a separate metaphysical idea about life. The physical and religious and was all together. It was all mixed. It was inseparable. So everything they were doing in life had a, had a religious component to it. There were divinities and there were spirits and there were hindering spirits and helping spirits. Um, I like to think of the Amish in a similar way. Like their version of Christianity is a part of everything they do from their dress to their, to their farming, um, to their, to their denial and not use of technologies. It, uh, their horse, their buggies with the horse-drawn carriages. These are all um, in their daily activities, they're in their renunciation of technology it's a religious act. So they're constantly living and breathing this religious sense of their own lives and their own community. And it makes them very strong as people. And I think it makes them their lives very, very meaningful. Uh, I think that's what's missing. We've separated out the ethical religious components to the technical components. We have a society that's based on techniques and technology. But this also um, is the Amish And it's, it's renounced, I mean, this is, this it's renounced uh, the ethical and religious. What? So is the, army, uh, the Amish community. It's based on technology. You know, they, it is. They, they, certain, they have certain technologies, technology, uh, but limited which ones. Which community is, uh, technology. Which years old, but it's still, uh, it was back then uh, uh, probably the, the most modern one. No, I, I but think, I think it was it's only it's a technology. Just, I think they only use technology that the group uses. Like so, when when they you know they they build a house for a new family, they do it in like one day. Um, they all do it together. All the community comes together and they build a house for the new family, uh, and they do it in, they do it very quickly. And it's all these people working together to do it. They don't use any machinery. They just use people, and so there are all these activities which are community small group activities, um, which are impossible to do on your own. They can only be done together. Uh -huh. And uh, 
they don't use anything. They don't. I mean, do they have refrigerators? I think they might have refrigerators. I, I mean, it probably have some stuff Kaczynski doesn't like, but they don't use cars. They don't use um, uh, automated things. Maybe they don't have refrigerators. I don't know. But uh, my point, though, is that their lives are filled with godliness, and they're always they're always being faced with godliness and divinity and ethical questions, and um, that gives them meaning. Even if they're even if they're doing something that doesn't seem to be necessary, they're doing something that's meaningful because it it's being done in a godly way and according to a religious a religious thing. I don't know. I, I don't think that religion or technology uh, necessarily have a, a strong impact on being able to uh, to live this life uh, that uh, that gives you a, a meaning. I think you, you, you can have both or you can't have both and it's still possible. Of course, technology, you have to you have to make a compromise at some point. You cannot, you, you know, co uh, technology makes you de dependent uh, on the technology and it makes you dependent on having uh, income and things like this. But um, it, I think to a certain extent, it, it could give you more flexi flexibility than... Uh, uh, being dependent on it or on somebody else, uh, so you have so you can use it. I think it. But fr but freedom, you know, you know, one of the other aspects of this, uh, the way Kaczynski was living and what he's talking about. You know that native people and primitive people would never live like Kaczynski lived. They would never live alone. They always lived in small mm. bands and small communities. Yeah. Um, it's definitely his, not healthy. The position he's coming from, the position he's coming from, is a very bizarre one to native people. To the the lone the lone individual off trying to create his whole life. That's a very Western idea. Those th those are only really Westerners who live in that way. Uh, so it's it's kind it's kind of interesting. He doesn't know. he doesn't I get not, in enough. I would not uh, describe it Western because it's just some some uh, re very religious people, I think, that did it a couple of hundred years ago. But uh, it's, it's, not a, it's not a Western thing. It's just some weird people that, that do this. And I don't, I don't think it's healthy. Uh, living alone in the middle of nowhere, and that's definitely not, not good for you. But do you think that's what he envisions for everybody? I, I, no, I, I don't I think, think he, so. No, when I, things fall apart. No, because, you know, he's, he's criticizing the... Uh, the society of being this uh, uh, massive structure you, you cannot understand anymore because they make the rules for you, or people make the rules for you who you don't, you don't even know, the, the rules don't matter to you at all. Um, <clears throat> so he criticizes the, uh, the size of, of the, the society you live in. I think uh, he, he definitely uh, agrees that um, a small community is is the best way to exist and uh, even even bigger than than a family multiple families and i think i <clears throat> i really believe that too i think that's the, the most natural and, and healthiest way uh, to exist on on this planet as a as a human being in in small communities which are overseeable you understandable where everybody cares for each other everybody knows everybody uh, everybody has different skills every skill will be used so every person um, is participating in the um, 
in the in the process of uh, 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 producing and finding food or hunting food and yeah once it, it reaches a certain scale I think it, it's um, getting out of a balance and this is what happened long time ago I'm sure yeah even even with the um, the introduction of like uh, technologies to native peoples in America it's quite interesting some of the stories that have come out uh, and anthropologically like when they first started uh, trading trading with uh, the Indians they would trade the, they would trade for pelts and skins uh, fur mm-hmm. and the Indians the Indians discovered that they could trade the fur for sugar and for different products at the the uh, trading posts and they discovered that if they had a lot of these animals, much more than they would ever hunt themselves, they could get a lot of the things that they wanted and they could get the more expensive things and they could get guns, the technology. Mm-hmm. So it ended up with the Indians overhunting their own lands mm-hmm. and killing off their own, ext- extinguishing their own animals um, to get these surpluses. Because that's the other issue here is the surplus. To generate a surplus is um, a part of the system and enables all of these people in the high population growth. Because you have people who are taking out of the earth much more than they individually need. They're taking out extra so they could trade it for other things. So everyone is, everyone is harvesting and taking much more than is necessary for just one person. But the problem nowadays and, uh, is... Sorry? No, go ahead. No, th- th- I mean, first of all, the people back then did not know, did not have, did not have the knowledge that they are uh, creating destruction. We, we know that we are uh, harming our, uh, our planet and it's already so many people. Um, I, I, w- I would not blame them. Yeah? It was just a very different uh, time with a very I'm not sure that that's completely knowledge. true. I, I, think, I think definitely some of the Indians, they knew that they were, they were over hunting. They were always w- well aware of their hunting areas. And they were trying to, they wanted to maintain their lifestyle, right? So they were always worried about doing too much. And um, if they did overhunt, you could be you could be threatening the whole community and uh, angering the gods and whatever. You know what? We, could lead to you your know destruction. what we are doing nowadays in Denmark and in, in Holland? They were killing. What what are these uh, animals called in English uh, that uh, with the fur for uh, for the. Uh, the young Eastern European women with the with the rich husbands, uh, you know, mink. Minks? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, those ones. They had to kill many, many thousands of them. Um, no, really, <laughs> because uh, yeah, I know because uh, they get the coronavirus, so they were infected. It's it's what? Yeah, they it's, killed it's the minks because of the coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. In, in, you know, they 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 use this animal for the laboratory to uh, uh, do some uh, testing. Uh, antibody testing and things like this. So uh, they share a lot of similarities with the human being uh, when it comes to genetics. Um, ah. And because of this, uh, they yeah they can uh, they can get the coronavirus. And uh, where they are uh, breeding these animals to to produce the, the fur for uh, yeah for these uh, expensive uh, clothes, um, they had to kill. I think in. In Holland, it was more than one hundred thousand of these animals, and in Denmark, it was a couple of thousand too. It's 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 a sin what we are doing. Well, it's it's awful the industrialization of killing of animals. Mm-hmm. These places are awful. It, it the the pain, 
the pain that uh, the system inflicts on the other animals and on the planet is is awful, awful, awful. And uh, but when when you say something like that, you're talking about ethics. You're saying you're causing pain to these animals, and we shouldn't. And that's an ethical question. And if you don't have any sort of religious background, um, and you're you're an atheist, you have no real way of changing behavior, um, unless you. This is this is what I keep coming back to: is that without a religious sense, you cannot change behavior. Science itself does not tell you not to kill things. I, Science I, has no ethical component. I totally component. disagree. I am. I am. I mean, I was raised uh, a Catholic. I always hated. I always hated going to the church. Um, so I, I never believed in in a god. Um, I, I always thought this is just a made-up story uh, with Jesus. Um, so I don't have any religion at all. I I would like to uh, to find out if there is something like spirits in the in the Amazon where you where you take some uh, ayahuasca or things like this. Maybe there is something a, a deeper connection uh, to nature which I don't understand yet. This I could imagine, but everything else let it be uh, let it be uh, yeah either either religion. I think it's 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 just wrong uh, to to believe in things like this in the year two thousand and twenty. And, uh, well, I, I think you need to make a distinction, though. Don't you need to make a distinction, though, between, um, but I, one, one, like one, a god, like a god, like the, when you when you hear the natives talk about spirits and you know people praying for rain and these sort of spirits, which are a part of everyday life, um, this is very real. I think these things are very, very real. It's just impossible for us to understand this living in a city. We don't have any of these divinities living in cities. They live in the natural world. Don't you feel a sense of wonder and awe when you're out in the ocean or when you're fishing? Don't you feel like uh, yeah, there must be some spirit that would bring a fish to you? I, no, I, I've, no, not at all. I've felt I, these things. I just, I just believe everything is just a big coincidence. And, and yet I have, I think, a very high sense of, of moral and ethics. Um, That's what's confusing to me about you is that you... You refuse to see a divine, a divinely inspired your feeling about the world. Your very strong religious feelings. You, you, you have you, you, you renounce any sort of. Um, I don't want to say foundation, but any source. You, 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 like you, I mean, but maybe you, maybe you're just. This is a feeling you have because you renounce Christianity. But I don't no, think them, that you would be. Them. But. Uh, I don't think that you would be opposed to living with a tribe and discovering that there were helping spirits and hindering spirits. No, no. Would you no. tell the tribe you're fools for thinking this? There aren't, there isn't anything at all. No, I mean, you know, when I go in, uh, when I go in a church, I can feel there is a there is a special atmosphere. Do I think uh, okay. this, this atmosphere uh, is because there is a god or something? No, I, I don't believe so. It, I, it, it's just. Something that is uh, created artificially, probably uh, by a certain architect uh, architecture. Uh, I don't know, or because the the air is different. Who knows? Whatever it is, it, it's just weird. Um, I, I I wouldn't mind to live. You know, I lived in Indonesia uh, uh, with Muslims, and I, I I love the people there. I'm living. Oh, I lived in in uh, in Myanmar with uh, with Buddhist people. Um, yeah, I just because i don't believe in religion and and i think uh religion is is a 
wrong in the year 2020 does not mean that that uh, the people to me uh, are wrong and uh, they are wonderful people. <laughs> I hope nobody misunderstands me of the uh, 23 uh, uh, people that are listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All 23. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I... I think, though, what I'm trying to say is that, when, and I've said to you before that I think you're a religious person, I don't mean that you profess beliefs or you think that there's a doctrine. It's how you act in the world. You act according to, to uh, beliefs, but they're not something that you can put into language. And uh, that, to me, is the most, that, to me, is truly religious. That's the most powerful thing. It's like when you're around like a, like a holy person. They, they give you some feeling. You know, you know that you know that you I, know that there's some something essential to them. You know what my they don't have to say anything. Are, you know what my theory is. Um, I think um, um, I was a, an over-socialized person probably too until the age of 28. Uh, of course, I uh, the, the reason why I started traveling uh, was that I felt that it felt wrong already to me. Uh, you know, I never could keep a job very long because for me it was just weird to work in in, uh, in, in this job. I, I did not understand what I'm doing there. It was very, yeah, not very understandable why I'm doing this. So I, I, I quit jobs, started new things, and I always yeah wondered what is all this about. Um, so, but in, in general, I was a very um, uh, over-socialized person. But uh, then I, I started to have a lot of uh, experiences most people don't have. Um, uh, some of them dangerous, some of them uh, very uh, living in nature, some of them with uh, uh, other cultures, some of them with very poor people, or experiences with very poor people. And I think I desocialized, uh, I don't know if that, that is a word in English, uh, com completely, which includes also um, um, the, the values and principles, uh, even about uh, ethics and moral, uh, I think this is just something that is uh, uh, in human beings naturally, and I just I just uh, took all the layers of, of uh, socialization away, and, and I think this is the this is the product uh, of it. I, I just don't I don't want it to fit into any. I don't I don't want it to be a functional part of of um, of the of of the system anymore, and I think um, that that's the reason why um, why I have this uh, yeah very high sense of, of moral. I think does this yeah. make sense to you? Um, it it does. You know, you would you would you would we discuss we discussed talking about um, one of the things you were talking about earlier before this podcast was uh, how you and I were both able to come to these sorts of feelings about life and why we went off and did what we did. Because um, if we were over-socialized, you probably wouldn't go and live the lives, the, the lifestyles that we've lived. No, and, I mean, I was... Go to the places was, that we've gone to. This is what I like so much about you. Um, and I, I give you later uh, uh, another example. Uh, just let me... Uh, I, I, I make a note here, so maybe you can remember... You can remember me later that I want to talk talk about him too, but this is what I liked so much about you. You know, I saw you in this kitchen in Cali, uh, uh, and I, I heard you talking, and uh, 
I was a little bit hesitating, uh, but uh, once you said that um, you're basically um, um, cycling, that that you were cycling in in Europe and you gave up on a, on a great career career which you had uh, ahead of you if if you wanted to because obviously you're a very intelligent person and you have a, actually a very high degree um, and uh, to give up things because you think it is wrong uh, that is for me very admirable and you were a person already uh, in your very in a very young age that that realized this um, which I realized much much later actually I was 28 you were uh, I don't know how old you were when you finished university uh, and even before already you knew that, that you're not going the typical uh, American path and to give up things like this uh, That, that's very admirable. So you had this, you had this in you for a long, long time already, and then you just. But I wasn't. Uh, the, like you, you've we've discussed this before. You seem to think I was making a choice. I, I have, was not making a choice. I did not choose to give up anything. I have just been doing what I wanted to do, and I have not felt that there was any choice involved. Like when I. When I've written things and when I've gone to places, it has been because I've ha I have to. Yeah. Uh, it has been, <clears throat> there was just no question of not doing it. Which uh, is good because, so, because it, it, it seems there is people out there where uh, uh, over, -so over socialization and manipulation is more difficult than with others. And uh, yeah, you, you were definitely one of the people where, where it was very difficult, even when you were a very young person. And um, yeah, uh, yeah, the, and, and another person, uh, you know, maybe today we are talking about all of these uh, uh, people that that I like very much. I mean, I, I don't like Kaczynski; I just like his text very much. But uh, uh, this uh, Colin Kaepernick, this uh, quarterback from from San Francisco, um, he said when he was a, a, a young boy, he wanted to play for the 49ers when even when they are bad, uh, when he's already old enough to play for them. You know, it did not matter. So he had principles in a very young age. And, and uh, even though he was not part of, of the black and the white community, so he was an outsider in, in both communities, he was fighting for something. And he gave up on something too, something very big, a, a career as a quarterback in the, in the NFL. And um, um, yeah, it, it, it's just great for me to see that the, There is people out there which are uh, not following what they are told to do, uh, or where the socialization uh, did not work. I think these are well. Very few people. Examples. I still believe this to be true. I, I I have my vices as well. I'm constantly fighting against certain vices which are working against me. But the system is designed to to use those vices. They will offer you money. They will offer you sex, and they will offer you power. And if you can look at any, any of these people who are acting in the world, and you can ask yourself, are they doing it for money, sex, and power? And for the most part, most people will do anything for those three things. Mm -hmm. um, and it, very easily. Look, Colin Kaepernick, is, uh, he's getting checks from Nike. Yeah, I know. Nike I enslaves know. I... small children. I mean, so he's not this perfect, saintly person that he's being made out to be. That's my disappointment with people today. Yeah. We live in a time where there are, there are no saints. I agree. Everyone has been co-opted by the system. I agree. 
everyone. Um, this is also uh, one one thing um, uh, Kaczynski said. He said there is um, uh, people that are creative and show uh, their own initiative, but um, um, which are which are not that uh, uh, so socializable as as other people. But my theory is, is like yours as well. Once they are successful, they want more uh, of this success, and then they are also uh, socialized. Um, there is definitely, I'm, I'm sure there's definitely people out there which will not be uh, where it is harder to, to uh, socialize them. Uh, Greta Thunberg for, uh, Thunberg, for example, you know, this uh, young Swedish uh, girl, she's an, uh, I think she has some uh, a syndrome, uh, autism or something. She's autistic. Yeah. Yeah, I, she I, says she's autistic. She, 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 she will definitely be a person that would will always stay true to her principles. Um, and but it's easier. I think it's easier for an autistic yeah, person, yeah. though, isn't it? Because they don't. Um, they're not interested in sex. They don't particularly feel a need for getting more money. Uh, I don't know. I'm generalizing about the autistics, but uh, these are these are these are slave these are slave computer people in my opinion they're a product of this system and um they're automatons you, you think she's, they will just she's a product repeat a task of the over and over what you think she's a product of the system yes okay yes i i don't she's not she, she to me is one of the the reformers of the system uh, she's not a, she's not challenging the system i mean she's she's going to get the nobel prize she's going to speak at all of their conventions um, she, she's, she's, she's been co-opted. The people who are truly revolutionary, you can't, you can't buy or sell those people. And, um, but uh, that's Kaczynski. Kaczynski yeah, is, yeah, is the perfect yeah, example. Yeah, he is. I mean, I mean that guy, well, and, you and couldn't stop that guy. Snow, Snowden, I think is a very good example too, because, uh, he, Snowden too. He, he, risked he refused life, money basically. and power and all of that yeah. by his decisions. Yeah. No, but I I don't agree with uh, Thunberg on you. I think uh, I think she's a very idealistic person, and she uh, does things uh, the way she does because she wants to do them uh, this this way. But she's been raised up by the system, as an example, just like Colin Kaepernick has been raised up. These are all these are figures that are being used by the system to manipulate the people. Um, these 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 are these are these are not revolutionaries. These are reformers, which, uh, and I'm using Kaczynski's distinction here. These are people who are being used to suppress freedom. They seem to be offering freedom, but they're not. They are not. They're being used by the wealthiest. They're, they're, you know, they're being sponsored by Nike. They're, Disney sponsors them. Um, all of the evil that they talk about, they're accepting money from those institutions. Mm -hmm. They're accepting a platform from those institutions. If Greta Thunberg was really someone who was a revolutionary, she would not, she would be silenced. They would stop her. Instead, they're going to give her the Nobel Prize, put her on the cover of every magazine. I, I, that's what's that's what's most disturbing. And I think Kaczynski is right you know, in targeting maybe, maybe these leftists and all this and saying they're they're of, they're. Of this. What? Maybe she's taking advantage of all of this. Maybe maybe she's uh, participating in the, in the game they're playing, and uh, she gets uh, she gets more exposure. And uh, this is how more people uh, uh, know what she's talking about or find out what she's talking about. It could all be a game uh, uh, for her too. Uh, so she's suc more successful with what she wants to achieve. Yeah, I, 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 
she's she's admittedly a sick person. She's an autistic person. She's got a problem. Um, so I, I don't I don't know what her motives are. But she's also her motive, a very her young motives girl. Are she, she she's wants, her, she's she wants still developing. Like, like what? Uh, all the other young people, they want to have a, a better life than what what they can expect right now in in twenty thirty years. For me, it's very natural to fight for for your future if it's if it's that a, grim, uh, like it is at the moment. A better a better life. I don't think I, that they and an environment where where it's worth to live, where it's easy to live. You don't want to have deserts and and tropical thunderstorms all the time. Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, I I don't know if I believe in global warming, but I, I mean I believe in global warming, but I don't know if it's it's man-made. But there will be a lot of factors which will definitely make life more challenging in in a couple of decades. And uh, yeah, these these people are basically the victims of of, of uh, our generation and older generations. And why should they why should they not fight for this? It's for me very understandable. And if if they take advantage of what they uh, what they criticize uh, and and use it, um, yeah, it's totally fine. I think. Uh, She's she's not she's not um, stupid. She 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 knows what she's doing. It seems to me though that all of these people that are talking about um, all this stuff, all of this like Greta Thunberg kind of thing, they're saying we want to live better than our baby boomer generation. We want to continue that trajectory of ease in life and more money and bigger houses. We want to continue all that, but we don't want the environmental destruction. Because is is she really talking about making a sacrifice so that the world can recover? I mean, are these people really able to make the sacrifices they're talking about? That's that's the issue here. Well, you know, Colin Kaepernick. How much money does he have in his bank account? Yeah, of course I know. I mean, I mean is he living in poverty because he's given all his money away to the causes? I mean, is it enough to give one million away, or should you give two? He should. He, um, should, he should give. If you really feel strongly, he, he should give. He yeah. should give uh, uh, almost everything away because there's no reason to have to have so much money that you don't need. But anyway, uh, what did I want to say? No, uh, Thunberg. Uh, th- does she does she uh, uh, talk about solutions or, or ways how they can achieve to live in prosperity like the the boomer generation too? There's this is this is for example a thing where technology uh, comes in handy again maybe you know you can you can create electricity um, and and heat and uh, warm water and whatever in more sustainable sustainable ways um, um, in the future or even now already but it's still at a very small scale um, of course there will always be a an, an impact if there's uh, many many people living on this planet there will always be um, a manipulation of, of nature but uh, to you know nature na- nature does not serve any purpose uh, the, 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 ser- the purpose it serves is basically to, to provide a, an environment that allows uh, creatures to live within it as long as this um, this balance or this uh, these requirements are given uh, Everything is fine. We don't have to be, we don't have to live like uh, <clears throat> very primitive tribes in in in, in the jungle, uh, and don't cause on any destruction. I don't I don't think this at all. But we just have to uh, maintain <clears throat> or maintain. We have to get there because now we are destructive for a couple of a couple of decades. But we have to we have to live in a way uh, so every future generation has a chance to live the same. 
good life um, if they can create technology that makes uh, life even better for them it's totally fine as long as the, the environment for living uh, is not is not destroyed it's just it's just it's just it's interesting interesting to me though that th- w- at what point in in this timeline of human history have we decided that this is where this is the level we should have stopped everything at and we should have maintained this um, there was already a tremendous amount of destruction that led up to the 20th century. I mean, uh, Kaczynski's talking about going back to small bands and hunter-gatherers and the population of the earth going down dramatically. Uh, Greta Thunberg, I, I, what is the date in human history which she says should, everything should have stopped and we could just maintain that and everyone could just live that way? I mean, has she picked a point? Like, what's the level? I don't know, but I, I don't know what, what time it was, but... Uh... In, in uh, the first uh, paragraph of, of the manifesto, he says that um, there is a, the Industrial Revolution basically causes or caused a destruction of nature and the mental state of human beings. And this was definitely a, a different uh, period. Um, you know, the, the destruction of nature maybe happened or it, it was not at the same at the same speed how it progressed. Um, so maybe the happiest people, the people that lived the the most natural way for for an animal, which a human is, um, is as a hunter and gatherer. Maybe when they started to to live um, permanently at the same place, and uh, they were farming and they had a, a ruler and things like this. When all this started. Maybe it became already a little bit less healthy. Um, maybe back then the impact on nature was uh, not measurable and it didn't matter at all for a, a couple of thousand years. But the decline of the, of the health of the mental state uh, already happened. Yeah, I, 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 generally, I generally agree with what Kaczynski is talking about and all that. Um, it's interesting though, uh, essentially, we're talking about utopia. We're talking about the best situation for human beings, and many people have, uh, in, in in history have seen utopia as something that's coming. It's in the future, uh, but but now you start to see people talking about utopia as something that's already happened in the past, and we just need to get back to it. And um, it's it's all quite interesting whether the this utopia. Is, is the, the, the past utopia as fictional as the future one that's coming uh, that we don't yet know about? Whether it's, you know, you have these people that talk about uh, transhumanism and merging with technology and that will be the way forward. That'll save the earth. There's all, there's all this discussion. Uh, I don't know. I, I think utopia, though, is a religious, Utopi- it's a religious utopia, idea. Utopia, utopia can, cannot exist because it requires people... Uh, uh, to live together in in in, a, uh, in crowds in in big quantity, I think. I think we should not f- uh, focus on utopia at all. Uh, nobody. We should focus on avoiding a dystopia. That's much more important. Yeah. Well, I guess we're already in dystopia, aren't we? Just it could get worse and yeah, worse. Yeah, we are, and we should not make it worse. And this is what we're doing right now. The coronavirus is a is a. Uh, also making governments be more uh, author- how do you exactly. say? authoritarian. But that's, that's exactly yeah. the, the other interesting aspect of what we're seeing right now is that in terms of human freedom, 
human freedom is going down dramatically. Um, I th- I'm sure Kaczynski would say as a result of these uh, so-called crises. You know, 2008 we had a, a, a major crisis with the banking industry, and that led to um, a bunch of so-called reforms that were supposed to stop future crises, but which just made the rich richer and protected them uh, even more so in the future as a matter of uh, policy. And uh, now we're seeing uh, a similar thing happening. While everyone is out there protesting for black lives uh, because of a video, you have a major wealth transfer uh, going to major corporations. Small businesses are being destroyed. Uh, the, essentially, the economy is being looted in favor of the, the top 1%. And they're doing it under the cover of the violence and rioting and uh, uh, social revolutionaries are out there. It's a big joke to me that people think that they're causing some change in the world when they're being stripped of all of their money. And uh, the system is just hardening and it's strengthening uh, in a way that uh, will be probably be more uh, apparent later on. Uh, but I mean, come on, the real revolution, the real revolution uh, is not taking place right now. It's not. Andreas? Mm, yeah, I, I don't think so either. Um, but there is definitely something happening, um, which is which is uh, not very normal, I would say. I mean, these protests, uh, and they are come, they are already here in in, uh, in in Europe too. Actually, I was uh, I was uh, uh, just uh, two days ago. I think I was reading an article in, in about protests in Belarus. Uh, you would have liked uh, uh, the picture. There was this. There was this uh, very sporty uh, cyclist and uh, six police officers or five of them were uh, holding him horizontally and he was smiling. You what? Know? <laughs> it, it, it looked... <laughs> Why were they doing that? What? <laughs> no, he, he was just part of the protests and uh, they, they just got him off the, off the bicycle and uh, five, five officers, I think, they, they were holding him horizontally. <laughs> So he could not move anymore, and, and he, I think he saw that there's a camera, and he was just smiling into, into, the, into the camera. It looks great. <laughs> but why are? Uh, what I don't understand is why are these other countries having protests? <laughs> because I, I don't think I don't think that uh, uh, the Black Lives Matter is uh, the main reason why uh, the people are on the streets. I think it's the shift from uh, money from the from uh, the majority to uh, to yeah the, the the top ten or whatever it is, um, and people are losing jobs. People are losing perspectives. Um, they think it's an unfair world they, they have to live in. Um, I think, and, and that's the reason that's the reason why the people are protesting here too. People are upset with the system. They are upset that uh, they are uh, they're treated unequally and. Uh, then uh, a racial uh, discussion, uh, which is happening because of, of disgusting videos. I mean, what these are, what these police officers are doing. Actually, I want to talk about the police later with you too. Um, then this is a perfect excuse to participate in in uh, uh, showing aggressions too. Don't you think so? I do. But one of the reasons I believe the the Black Lives Matter is being supported by the corporations and the elite 
is because it is it is precisely this sort of distraction um, which is a much better place to focus the rage of being screwed by the system, which is generally happening to 99% of the population. It's much better to, to focus it on a racial element because that, that isolates it into something, okay, it's just... And it divides it divides probably the people too exactly. that are fighting actually for the same thing, which is uh, we are poor and you're rich, so give us uh, enough so we can... If you could cause a children. race war between poor whites and poor blacks, you would distract them from going off and, and, and mm -hmm. chopping off the heads of the 1% who are... I mean, it's, it's, it's total manipulation. The, the poor people are being divided. Yeah. The, the subjugated masses are being divided because the 1% mm -hmm. are fearful to lose all their money. They're fearful that the, the constant growth in their bank accounts will end. Um, this is, it's, it's just a divide and conquer tactic. And uh, it's totally successful. And the Black Lives Matter manipulated movement. I think... Totally. And yeah, I don't know where this is leading to in America. If, if this, uh, I mean, you, you told me before it's already uh, slowing down, uh, but uh, I'm sure desperation and uh, lack of perspectives is only getting bigger in the next couple of months uh, when more and more people are getting unemployed and the food banks, uh, food banks are getting empty. Uh, so this is definitely, definitely, definitely not the, the time where people are uh, stopping being on the streets and fighting for their rights. Uh, this will come uh, more and more, I'm pretty sure. And I think Europe has a, a major advantage uh, compared to the US. We have a social system and uh, we are already talking. I mean, there is already more and more voices talking about tax on wealth and uh, uh, even more voices uh, about uh, universal income. And uh, I think this this would um, would be a way to uh, avoid social unrest. Um, if you'd guarantee, I mean, you know, it, it just makes uh, the things um, <clears throat> Kaczynski is uh, criticizing so much, um, being dependent and uh, uh, you have to even look for even more uh, uh, surrogate activities if you don't have to work anymore to, to receive money. But I think we reached a point also technologically where we can make so much money uh, by uh, by using machines and, and uh, robots and, and software and code uh, that this generates enough money uh, for the people that live in these rich countries uh, to, to give them enough so they, they have uh, basic housing and basic uh, uh, Well, I, I think that that's and probably I, I, true to some extent, but the system... The system, um, and this is something Kaczynski doesn't really get into, but this is something that I see. This is not so much an industrial system anymore. It is a financial system. And finance now governs everything. Uh, the stock market is at all-time high, you know, is at all-time highs. It's going higher. It's not because companies are creating new products which are, 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 are really revolutionary and more profitable. No, it's because of tricks of accountants and money supply, and all of these games are allowing the 1% to put extra zeros into their bank accounts. It's not because anyone's discovered something that's incredible. You know, the internet was a great discovery that, that uh, caused a big boom in the, in the, in the 2000s and uh, changed life, but and globalization was able to, to lower costs, but things are still going higher now and they want, to, they want this so-called growth. Um, but it's not coming from uh, real creations and real revolutionary ideas. It's coming through financialization, through debt products, through leverage, 
And these are all just machinations of these, these uh, greedy little Wall Street minds. And, um, but this is the system. This is what the system has become. They're just gaming the system to get richer. They're not creating something to get rich. They're just gaming it and playing the game really well. And the poor people, of course, the 99% of people who don't have any assets, they're not experiencing any of this inflation in uh, their, their bank accounts because they don't own anything. They're all renters. And they may never own anything. Mm. This is one of the reasons why I think young people are, are so bothered. They've got tremendous debt from their education. They're not getting employed. They have no chance of ever owning a house. They can't even own a car outright. I mean, all of these things are further and further away from them uh, than they were for their parents. And they see things as getting worse. Yeah, but can a society uh, exist that, uh, that is basically... Uh, not working for the majority of people i don't, I don't think so yeah and you know if, if the the older generations if they are dying if they are not financing the the system anymore at some point it, it will be just losers that are uh, that are responsible to keep the, the system alive this is not going to work so they have in my opinion they definitely have to think about solutions um because one one percent uh, cannot uh yeah cannot uh, take care of, of, of uh, well that's society. why you that's why you're seeing in America even the universal basic income being talked about and you saw the first with Trump are you talking yeah about we're it talking too? about it here and we've already seen it uh, with the coronavirus ah, payments okay. uh, everyone received a check from from the government uh, and they're talking about okay. doing it yeah. again I think this is the right? first step so this is exactly what I'm talking about with uh, if you give people money sex and a feeling of power You, you, can, you can get them to do anything. Uh -huh. So I think that the demonstrations on the street are the expression of power that the system is allowing people to have. And the money is being directly transferred from the treasury to people's bank accounts. So people are getting money. This is how they're going to stop the revolution. This is how they're going to stop the system from collapsing. And, and the sexual component, uh, the problem with that is that the coronavirus is very disruptive for having sex. But... Um, You know, people go yeah. online and have But pornography. It's going to be very good for the, the spread of HIV, for What? example. It's, it, it will be very good for us uh, for not spreading That's HIV. That's true. But does anyone really worry about HIV anymore? Mm. They, I don't think they, they're worried about it. The young people don't care about that. They all have, uh, yeah. they all have uh, herpes and stuff. Everyone just accepts a, a little itch, a little scratchy itch in their pants. But, so... So what is happening happening now in the States? So end of June, I think, uh, uh, this is when the people that, that received extra unemployment money, they don't get uh, No, end of July. How does it work? But they're talking... End of this July, is, this okay. is the issue. Like, they... I don't... This unrest could get a lot worse. Because if you end this money, um, now suddenly people are going to be uh, still angry with the situation in the streets and want and feeling like they're powerless and wanting to destroy things. Uh, but at least at the moment, they've been financed by the government to, to be unemployed and to go out and uh, loot and protest. But now suddenly you're going to have no financing. So it's really going to get desperate. And the coronavirus is coming back. So uh, yeah, I think, I think they need to send out new checks. And, Even and the, the Republicans are talking about a bigger check this time. They're talking about... Uh, Okay, well, um, the Democrats are talking about $2,000 $2, per person per month until the vaccine is discovered. That was, that was, okay, that's a shit. lot of money. That's a lot. Of <laughs> Can money. you imagine how much money that is? 
<laughs> I mean, why? I mean, uh, we'll be making we'll be making more money here than I am working. I get more money from the government than I am. Uh, well, no, that's not true. Uh, it's not true, but it's close. I mean, uh, it, it's just it, it, it would be a, a ridiculous, insane amount of money they'd be giving us. But I think they view it. I think they view it as well, how do you every, save every the system? Or, or only the system the is people. is under threat right now. You need to give the people money. Yeah, but I mean, you know, these things could be these things could be uh, still financed even even when the the uh, economic growth is not given every every year uh, from now on because of uh, the impact of the coronavirus. But there is so much money around. I mean, which is already there. Uh, you know, I, I know that the rich people they are invested in in companies and and uh, other assets, but. I'm sure there's a lot of a lot of things uh, where you can have access to, and this this money is not used at all. And uh, yeah, they I'm sure that they have to take responsibility. The, the rich people of, that the society is is functional. Um, as as much as I am criticizing uh, and agreeing with uh, Kaczynski that the society is, is very bad for us. Now we have it, so now we have to make the best out of it. And um, yeah, I'm. I'm. I think uh, Austria can be very happy to have this fallback op option of a social system uh, that that at least uh, uh, gives. You know, you don't have dignity uh, when you when you're in this system, but at least you 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 can feed your children. Um, that's already something. And uh, yeah, America for me is is a very big question mark. I don't see. Uh, but these $2,000, everybody would get only the unemployed no, people. No, everybody. <laughs> Even if you're working. Holy shit. I mean, what's, what's the point in doing this? I mean, it makes no sense. Uh, well, I mean, the, the Democrats want to win the election. There, there, there's a lot going on here in the election and Trump and the hostility. And there, there is a real division in this country, which could end up in real violent conflict between races, between classes. Uh, the the lines are being drawn, and uh, I I, yeah. I think the people in power, the the one percent, um, the elites, they're playing a dangerous game promoting some of these divisions. It may keep the people generally in line and keep them from targeting the very wealthy, but it could cause such chaos um, that it will, you know, it's going to spill over. The violence and the things are going to spill over into places they can't expect. There are not, you can't control the mob. They, you can't control this crowd behavior, mm. um, but they're they're certainly promoting it, setting it in motion. And there are other there might be other forces as well. Mm. I mean, it could be some internet trolls in uh, China who write a Facebook thing that oh, let's go loot this uh, Saks Fifth Avenue on uh, mm. on uh, uh, on this at this point at this time, and then they order a, a pallet of bricks to be put nearby, and then they send out a tweet: the bricks are here at this place. And I mean, I, yeah, and there, I'm sure there's a lot of different subversive um, um, components. But with the internet now, technology, it's very easy to create a, a crowd of bots and to get real people to follow mm -hmm. them. So it's incredible the power. There's been a power unleashed uh, with the internet, um, which governments governments used to be the only ones who had this power. Now, now some guy in his basement. Could 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 start a, a riot somewhere uh, thousands of miles away, you know. Order a pallet of bricks, and 
I mean, recently there is there's a lot of DDoS uh, attacks happening. Uh, attacks happening too in Australia. Amazon, I think, had to deal with it. Uh, uh, the biggest one in, in in their history, and yeah, maybe maybe there are some uh, uh, forces out there that try to destabilize everything. Um, yeah. Maybe Kaczynski is still friends out there. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of a lot of these uh, Antifa and ar- anarchist people, they read Kaczynski. They love this manifesto. You know, e- even the leftists are reading this, even though it's critical of them, even though he's critical of the anar- anarchists. Um, they read this stuff. They really are interested in this uh, bombing and killing the right people and causing a revolution. Um, I'm not so sure, though, that they're... Uh, you know, you've heard about these primitive anarchist types there's there's quite a few of them they probably all live in portland and seattle but uh they they're out there you mean the antifa yeah there's antifa that i think are influenced by uh, kaczynski they they're sympathetic there's kaczynski types in these in these in these protests i'm sure of it They've, they've read kaczynski they've read the manifesto I mean, when when you read when you read the first paragraph, there cannot be any person on this planet that disagrees, right? That disagrees that industrialization has been terrible for humans. Yeah. Well, it's been. I mean, the one percent. It's destructive. The the Rockefeller family and the Carnegie family and all of these industrialists. Don't you think that they are pretty happy with it? Yeah, but be, but I mean, they are aware of the fact that it's destructive. Uh, it's destructive for the people that are that are working for them, and it's destructive, or that make them them richer, and it's destructive for nature, uh, for the environment. I mean, everybody just must understand this that it's that's that's the case. I don't know. It seems like uh, you know I do, I have a cell phone, and I know the cell phone. I have Nike shoes. I have all these things which I know were created. Um, I, people were tortured. Um, uh, people were were abused. Uh, to create these things which I own, which I use. I have all these pleasures which are based on human suffering. Uh, I'm surrounded by it. I, when, I, when I eat meat, I try and only eat meat that uh, minimally uh, hurts animals. Um, but in many other ways, I am accepting of destruction to other human beings. It's interesting that I, I'm, I'm a lot like the animal rights people. Like, I care more for the animals than I do for the other humans. Like I, I, I seem not to give a shit about the other humans because, you know, all the stuff that I'm surrounded by involved human suffering a lot more actually than animal no. suffering, but animals did suffer too. And they, no, I, I, I'm aware of this fact actually. Uh, I, so <clears throat> very consciously when, when I have to do some shopping or have to do, when I do some shopping because I need something which, I, which I, I, I use afterwards, um, I try to avoid this to a, to a minimum. Uh, just recently, I, I, I bought a, a, a watch I was eyeing for uh, a couple of years already, um, which, which was not necessary. But I, I just, you know, everybody has uh, something that is, uh, <clears throat> that is not necessary. And, uh, but normally, <clears throat> I try to, uh, to buy secondhand stuff. Because when I... Then I think, okay, secondhand, that it, it was already the, the, the first owner that caused uh, pain and suffering uh, during the production. Or he was, he was the reason why, why this uh, pain was caused, because they were looking to find a, a consumer. Um, 
so it, that that that's an excuse for me to uh, or makes it easier for me to buy things that I that I need. I buy them secondhand. Well, I agree with that. I think that that's a, a good way to look at things. You're, you're not contributing to further mm -hmm. destruction and enslavement. Um, yeah, because it, it, I mean it 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 ha happened already, but at least uh, I don't create additional pain and additional destruction of environment. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then again, I'm, I'm, I'm not a functional member of the society because I'm, I'm not paying tax. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but that was never, never my intention anyway, to be a functional member of society. You know, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I, there's this guy, I think I discussed him with you. His name is, um, I forget his name, but he, um, he subscribes, uh, he was a real estate developer and he made all this money in Philadelphia and he, he, um, he then suddenly decided to give everything away. Ah, yeah, you yes, to I, still him, I still right? am. I still am. He's definitely someone I want to talk to. But he follows... What's interesting for me is that he follows um, a philosophy called utilitarianism. I don't know if you've looked into this. It's trying basically, essentially, to make decisions which, are, which benefit the greater good. That, that are... That are, that are um, you don't think about yourself. You think about what would be the decision to benefit the most people. And that's the proper decision to make in all circumstances. And this guy, what? Yeah, but that's not possible anymore. That's not possible anymore. And in, in, uh, being part of a society that is that big, you know, in a small community, it is possible to think this way. What are, what are the consequences of my, my acting? If you're... If you're doing something in a, in a uh, construct like uh, a state with a couple of million people, it well, makes no I mean, no, it it, it does. Unless like, let's say you let's say you, let's a, say you go terrorist. to the shoe store and you want to buy shoes, and there's a shoe that's made um, not with slave labor, and it costs a thousand dollars to buy that shoe, and uh, mm -hmm. there's one with, made with slave labor, and it costs uh, ten dollars. Okay. Yeah, or yeah, you, or you know, this guy gave all of his money away. He wasn't Colin Kaepernick, who still has millions in the bank, who's telling everyone to give their money. This guy didn't tell anyone to give money away. He said, "You don't have to be like me. I'm going to do this." And he, without any notoriety, he wasn't trying to become famous. He, he, so he rejected fame. He rejected money. He gave all the money away because it was a utilitarian idea that the money was serving no purpose with him. It could help other people more than just sitting in his bank account. Mm -hmm. And then he said, oh, my God, I have two kidneys. I don't need a second kidney. I could save someone's life with my kidney. I'm going to give my kidney away. And everyone thought he was crazy. But he was subscribing to a, a, a philosophy. Now, I find this very interesting. Um, it sounds like Buddha. Buddha did something very similar. He grew up as a very rich uh, prince. And uh, then he saw po poverty. Uh, when he left the palace the first time and uh, then he decided, okay, now I, I, I give away everything and I give away uh, uh, my life too. And I, I live in, yeah, I, li I live this, uh, this simple life. Have you heard of um, Diogenes? I think that's how you say his name. Um, yeah, of course. He, he lived he in a barrel, barrel, right? And like he he gave yeah. everything away too. And one time he was he only the his organist. only possession was a cup, and he would use the cup to uh, to drink water. Mm. But supposedly he was an asshole. He was very. I mean, mean they always say bad things about you when you're a good person, though. <laughs> no, no, but, but no, because uh, how do, how do you pronounce this one? Uh, Aristotle. Aristotle. Yeah, exactly. He was a very good person. But why did they say Diogenes was a bad person? 
because he was always uh, he he was like a, a Kaczynski uh, of of of, Gre uh, of Greece back. Well, then, he was always you know, he was criticizing he people who he thought he were. He was very yeah. Uh, he was criticizing uh, criticizing people. Very look, much. he would go and criticize. Um, he would definitely criticize Colin Kaepernick. He would he would he was basically saying that you're a hypocrite. You're a liar. That's what he was telling people. He was okay, saying, yeah. "Oh, this is what you believe. Well, what about this? You do this in your life. Maybe you don't really believe that." Or he was. He was following ideas to their extreme, um, and that is what people—that is what saints do. They live the extreme of their idea. Most people do not live the extreme of their idea. They say, "Oh, I want to help the poor," but they keep millions of dollars in their bank account, um, or they—they they do things for other reasons. They do things to—you know—it's always about sex, power, and money. If you can reject sex and you can they're reject social, power, and you they're, can reject, they're over-socialized too. They're they're even more over socialized than uh, than most other exactly people. society the society yeah. and this whole system realizes that sex money and power are sellable and they you can you can sell them and when you can sell them you can sell people you can manipulate people and that's what they do that's why we don't have saints right we have mm -hmm. these lesser human beings these disappointments of human beings these people that seem to be religious and seem to be ethical but they're just like everybody else. And these are the worst types of people. These are the ones that Diogenes was very mean to. He would go to Colin Kaepernick and say, you're a fraud. You're a fraud. How much money do you have in your bank account? You're a fraud. You know, Angelina Jolie talking to the United Nations about the children. How much money do you have in your bank account? Couldn't you do more? Why have you only, you know, you stay in a $60,000 a night hotel. I mean, it's all ridiculous. There are liars. There's... Mm. You know, Nietzsche hated this yeah. too. Nietzsche would talk about the mendacity of people, mendaciousness. But, this but, is this is just sick. But there is there is one difference. There is one different uh, one difference with uh, uh, Kaepernick. He lost something uh, because he was fighting against something that did not even uh, make his life worse necessarily. His personal life. Um, so that's something you definitely. What did he lose? To, what did he uh, lose? He can't. He lost, lost a career. career. I mean, he, he 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 was a he was a very good sportsman. Uh, it, it's it's of course. I would argue. Money, uh, I bet I bet you he's richer of... now than he was before. He got a Nike contract. Maybe he got a maybe. Nike contract. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he, yeah, whatever. But he he definitely lost something that is very valuable for sportsmen, which is a career, because this is this is their ultimate. Um, right. He lost his circuit activity. But perhaps he's discovered yeah. even a better surrogate activity. So, so, the, so the, the the meaning of life all of a sudden was, or his uh, 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 original meaning of life disappeared just because because he was needing for for, for other people. Well, he was. Let's put um, it in context, so though. I I, Let, I definitely respect. Let's put it in context, though. He was not even the starting quarterback on that team. He was the backup quarterback. He was not. His career was already starting to disappear. He was no longer a, a, a full-time player. He rarely played. Uh, yeah, yeah I so I don't... I, don't I think actually he made the best career move of, of his life. He transitioned into a, a lucrative, better, more powerful position. So he traded one... His, he was losing his surrogate activity as it, as it probably existed. And now he gained a new one. The idea... They, they promote this idea that he was somehow like a, like a great, great quarterback and he lost everything. He wasn't Muhammad Ali... Who was the champion? And they took him. They took him. They took his belt away at the prime of his career, and told he he's not Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali was actually very principled. 
Muhammad Ali was principled because he was a religious man, because he said, I will not go kill yellow men. You could take my belt away. You could take my livelihood away. You could take my career away, but I will not do it. That's why Muhammad Ali was a saint. You know, he was a great man because he rejected being manipulated and co-opted by the system. Colin Kaepernick, he's got a Nike contract. God damn it. I mean, it's disgusting. Yeah, but he, he wasn't planning. It doesn't matter. You know? They always dangle I mean, these things in front of you. Look, they will come to me. If I ever become, um, you know, if I write something, they'll come to me and they'll go, oh, we can, we can produce this. We can, we can bring it to these parties. We can take it to New York. We can, you can introduce you to these famous people. You can, they will offer all this shit to you. And it's shit. That's how they fuck you in the ass. And then they own you, you know? When you begin to take the first, the first I mean, I, little bit of the, 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 that they offer you, then they get I, you. I know what you're criticizing, uh, and that's the reason why I like you so much, because we are very similar in this in this context. Uh, you know, back back in Buga, for example, uh, uh, I think you left already, and I, I had with Miguel. I had to do the. Uh, I was doing the the catwalk thing in the in the in the shopping mall, and then this uh, model agency guy uh, wanted to talk to me, and Miguel uh, translated because back then my Spanish was very bad. And uh, so he, he asked me if I want to uh, work in uh, in Bogota uh, because they are looking for European-looking models. And I, I said, no, I think your industry is not my type of work. I, I, I don't want to do this. Um, I and these are these are the things that uh, these these are uh, the answers that I admire so much uh, uh, of people. When you when you said with a career ahead of you that you just want to cycle in Europe and live in Bulgaria or whatever. Um, so maybe maybe uh, Kaepernick uh, sh should have said no. I don't want to uh, to benefit from what I did. I just want to fight for the well, right thing. Well, he's he's he naive. He's, he, I was very naive. I didn't realize people were uh, manipulating, and they, I didn't realize this until later in life. I was lucky when I was young that I knew exactly what I wanted to do, and I didn't see any choice. And I, I, I was not, uh, you couldn't manipulate me with money. You couldn't have paid me any amount of money to get me to change what I was doing. Okay, so I was just resistant to money as it was. Money is one of the first things they use. Sex is another thing. Um, and I was resistant to that as well. Sex wasn't, you know, a girl. I left a girlfriend when I went off to Bulgaria and was going to do all that stuff. Um, we'd been together for four years. But I never, I never thought to myself, Oh my God, maybe I should stay for the girlfriend. No, I never did. It was not even a question mark. And you'd say, well, maybe, maybe you didn't love her. Of course I loved her. But what I felt I needed to do was so powerful. I couldn't be stopped. Now, okay. I was also naive though. I didn't realize that sex, money, and power could be used. And they have been used as vices to get me to do things in my life. And I realize now that they're used all the time. And maybe Kaepernick has never really analyzed um his been being manipulated because he says i'm doing a lot of good so maybe i can still keep a few million for myself um but that a real revolutionary goes balls to the wall a real revolutionary lives out his life um without any any backing down not backing down in any way those are the people that i admire i don't i hate these half revolutionaries these half men that are wanting to tell everyone how to live, but in their own lives, they're not doing it fully. Uh, that's why this, this whole period that we live in disappoints me so much. People are liars. They are just but, but liars. How, how 
basic would you like uh, how basic uh, would you live uh, if if you are a rich person and you could make a change at least for a couple of thousand people uh, with your wealth how far would you go down would you would you live in a in a small apartment or would you could, could you still live in a in a in a normal sized house or if i felt you know, where, one of the reasons the why i like that i mean i i understand that that the The line is definitely not reached yet when you still have millions uh, on your bank. No, I'm not. I, I, but I'm I'm not someone who's advocating uh, societal change like Kaepernick or like Kaczynski. I'm not interested in any of these questions. I have no interest in what these guys are trying to accomplish. I have no interest in what these Black Lives Matter people are doing. I really don't care. Uh, I am not interested in societal change because I don't believe it's possible to understand the complexity of a huge system. And I think I'm only a fool would try and change it. What I am interested in is individual change, affecting the guy who works next to me on the forklift, you know, being an example in some beautiful way that would create um, happiness in the world and grace and, 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 and hard work and, and, and something beautiful. I'm trying to do it in every little thing that I can do, but always honestly. I, I disagree. What? I, I mean, I, I agree that you should be a, a, a wonderful co-worker and you should... Uh... Uh, make the the working hours for for the other forklift driver as as great as possible. I totally agree with this, but I think within this sick system we have to to live in, I think it is very necessary that people, even the ones that are not affected, that they are fighting for uh, equal rights for for everybody. I think that that's our human duty. Equal. Look, I I, I have no idea what the whole equal rights thing even means. I think if people had a, more of a sense of, of, of their families and their friends and the people around them and they were, they were honest with themselves and with each other, um, you would have real meaning in your life. Uh, and I don't, I'm not necessar I don't necessarily believe that meaning comes from hunting and gathering, although I think it really does. But the hunting and gathering causes people to live in small groups which are meaningful. And it causes people to have a religious sense about the wild and nature and, and, and beauty. And art, and art, art, and it all comes together in the activity of hunting and gathering. But I think hunting and gathering in itself, if you just say that's the way to live, you're missing out on all of the things which support it, which are strong human relationships, um, uh, a feeling about the divine, about gods, about spirits, spiritualism, whatever it is, uh, that is all present in the lives of these hunter-gatherers. And so Kaczynski is looking at us, looking at it very superficially, I think, that the lifestyle of hunting and gathering is meaningful. No, that's only part of it. What's meaningful is that you have a small group of people and they all have little tasks, which all goes to support each other and that there's a community and the technology is very limited and you know where everything comes from. And, you know, that's the beauty of it. And it's religious. It's, 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 it's aesthetic. It's all of these things in one And it can't be broken apart. It all exists together. So when you talk about reforming a society and giving meaning in people's lives, I think there are other components other than just how you put get food to survive. It's it's uh, aesthetic and religious, and you need to take that all into account. That's my criticism of the manifesto, that life is a lot more intricate and broad for hunter-gatherers than just the superficiality of getting food and, and eating it. 
I mean, f family, of course, can be can be uh, demeaning. Uh, I think uh, he, he also uh, describes it. it it's it's uh, not not the power process uh, itself, but it's also much more than a surrogate activity. But family is something which is not uh, a right some people have. Uh, gay people definitely don't have access to uh, to family. Uh, straight people have, in my opinion, and and we should fight uh, for this because. There's no reason why they should not uh, be able to live the same way or the same happy family life like others. I, so, and I think that's that's our duty to uh, to uh, to fight for equal rights. Um, the, the the Black Lives uh, Matter movement, or the when poor people want to to have the same privileges as uh, as the middle class or rich people, then I'm doing something uh, counterproductive again. Uh, because then I'm, I'm just doing everything that uh, uh, Kaczynski is criticizing in his manifesto uh, to, to just become more uh, uh, social, uh, over-socialized because the poor people actually, it, it reminds me of the, of the, the, the proles in, in 1984. Uh, those are the ones uh, that are uh, less socialized than, than the rest of the, of the society and actually they must have uh, overall, I mean, I don't know if I if I can say this. I don't I don't know if I if I hurt somebody, uh, uh, but I think they have a deeper meaning uh, uh, or a more meaningful life uh, than the people uh, that always had access to. Well, that's exactly it. Uh, I think I think so the people I, that are. So I, I don't know if I don't I don't know if it's counterproductive to actually uh, should try to help them to to get there too. Um, I mean, being killed by police officers. Yeah, this should this should, right. should not happen. I mean, there is no. I I agree with this. that. You shouldn't be killed by the police. But at the same time, segregation and isolation socially and limited opportunity is not the worst thing in the world. I think it leads to um, separate and breakaway communities, which are not socialized, and which they might have a lot of difficulties in survival. Uh, they're better and more interesting. You know, rap music came out of these terrible places in the Bronx. Um, I think about uh, gay culture. Gay culture to me was always very interesting when it was totally subversive and underground. You had to meet in bathrooms. There was secret code language. You really had a strong sense of community. And uh, they were very powerful. People had meaningful lives just because they weren't socialized and they felt oppressed. The oppression thing is is also very attractive. Look at all these white people who want to feel oppressed and feel like they're a victim. They're all middle class. They're all miserable. And they want to say, oh, God, now I feel I'm a victim of a victim. Well, it gives them a sense of meaning. Um, but it's a false victimhood. It's not, they're not real victims of anything. And so it's a lie. They're, they're lying their way into a meaningful life. And this lie is going to collapse. It can't survive. Andreas, Andreas. Um, we are get, we are getting close yeah. to two hours. Uh, I only have one last question uh, because I, I read this question somewhere and I uh, and I found the, the interesting uh, the the answer very interesting. Can can the police be defunded? <laughs> um, and the the answer was actually no, it's not possible because for decades uh, there was a lack of education, so it is necessary uh, to to protect uh, the society from people that never got access to education. Is that true, you think, in America? That the police can't be defunded? 
Yeah. I guess they're going to try it in Minneapolis, Minnesota. They eliminate eliminate the police. No, but is it counter? Is it counterproductive? Will it will it cause more crime? Uh, because uh, uh, the the structure is already so broken with a uh, with a, a, a lower class that that never was never granted access to uh, to education. Um, yeah, I, I I don't. I, I think if you eliminate the police, you eliminate a very serious deterrent to crime. I think most of these poor communities that have lots of criminals, the last thing they would want to see is the police gone. I mean, if someone breaks into your home, who do you call then? What do you do? So personal protection, all that is now going to be in the responsibility of individual people. Um, yeah, I don't. I think it's probably a mistake. Uh, police do serve a purpose. And uh, you, one of the reasons why they do is because some people in this country are so abused and uh, criminality is, a, mm -hmm. is an occupation. And now you're going to say basically the criminals can run free. But ba basically, basically criminality is, is a consequence of a system. Yes, it's a total sick system. You know, there's always, there's totally. always, yeah. there's always a reason why, why things are, are this way. So I, I, I don't blame uh, criminal people, I don't blame rioters. Uh, they are just victims that became... Uh, the, only thing you, uh, the only thing I can blame is dishonesty. I could just say, I could look at what your positions are and your actions. If you've misinterpreted a situation but you're acting honestly based on certain principles, then I, I will appreciate that. But if you, are, you have millions in your bank account and you're telling everyone to give their money away, or you, you're against slavery but you're wearing Nikes, and you have a contract with Nike, that is just fucking dishonest. It is, it is, it is the same evil that the 1% at the top perpetuates. You are just as evil. I, I, I have Nike too. What's the relation between Nike and slavery? Ah, uh, they got a bunch of Vietnamese kids making them for uh, pennies, you know, uh, okay, sweatshops yeah, and all this okay. stuff. There, I mean, there's other companies that have come out and there was somebody who made an article that they listed all the companies that came out in support of Black Lives Matter and are giving money that Black Lives Matter is taking um, and all of the terrible things they do on the planet and these foreign countries, faraway places. I mean, it's awful. It's just, it's like, come on. You really going to accept money from those slave drivers and those, those abusers of people in the environment? Yeah, they'll take the money because they're liars. They're liars. They're all liars. All of them. The time of the saints, the time of saints and, and great men is, is somehow it's past. The system has won and the lies are just deepening. And yes, it, it's gonna, it, it may collapse eventually like Kaczynski talks about or it might not. It just might just become terrible, terrible, filled with lies and misbehavior and criminality. And I don't, just mean, I don't mean the criminality in the streets of the poorest people. The criminality of the richest people is the worst of all. Criminality of the yeah. humanitarians is the worst of all. It's just lies and deceit and treachery. And that's become a way of life. Because there's no ethics. There's no God. There's, I mean, I could go on and on. But it's just awful. But let's, let's wrap this up. Let's yeah, wrap I this think up. That's, that's, yeah, exactly. It, it's, it's just awful. I think that's the, that's the summary <laughs> of everything. It's just awful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Okay, one second. Okay, so uh, five, four... Three, two, one, stop.